This is Carla Pincott with the Centre for Independent Studies podcast, What You Need to Know About. Today we're joined by Matt Taylor, whose recent research caused waves when it outlined that young people are now becoming increasingly less likely to move from the left to the right as they get older. Matt, can you give a brief summary of what's happening out there in Australia with this? Sure. I mean, it used to be the case that um, people entered the electorate being less likely to vote for centre-right political parties like um, the Liberal National Party Coalition. Um, but you know, at some point, usually in the middle of the life course, they'd be sort of equally likely to the average voter to to vote um, centre-right, and then they'd sort of increase their support from there. Um, so if you look at the Australian election studies, which are surveys conducted so shortly after um, Australian federal elections, um, it seems the, the boomers entered the electorate being five percentage points less likely to vote coalition than the average voter. Uh, but in their early 50s, they sort of crossed over, and at the most recent election, they were 15 percentage points more, more likely to vote coalition than the average voter. This is the, the mugged by reality thing. Well, mugged by reality. I I think our priorities change over the life course. I think when you assume the the responsibilities of you know having a family and a mortgage, um, your your mind probably shifts more to economic issues more so than social issues. And I think that's perhaps one of the things that sends you in that direction. And we saw the same thing happen with um with Generation X. Um, they entered the electorate 10 percentage points less likely to vote coalition. Uh, but in the early 50s, they, they crossed over and now they're sort of two percentage points more likely to vote coalition. It's the voters who were born after 1980 that just look very, very, very different. Um, right. My, my, yeah, yeah my, my own generation, millennials, I'm sort of on the border of Gen X um, and millennial. We, we entered the electorate um, almost 13 percentage points less likely to vote coalition. And we've sort of shifted in the coalition's direction as we sort of head to our 40s, but we're still eight percentage points less likely to vote coalition. Mm-hmm. You might think, well, you know, ultimately we'll be like Gen X and um, and the boomers. But if you look at sort of the rate of shift over each of the elections, you've got boomers, shift, boomers shifted sort of a little bit over a percentage point per election. Um, Gen X shifted just a little bit under a percentage point per each election, whereas us millennials are sort of shifting at 0.6 percentage points. Right. That might sound like a subtle difference, but if you allow that to play out over the, the life course, that means that us millennials won't be shifting over the coalition at this rate until our early 80s, that are quite late in the life course and um, far later than the generations that preceded us. Uh, but Gen Z are just really interesting. They've entered the electorate with historically low levels of support for the coalition in their, their earliest elections. They're actually moving in the opposite direction. They're they're moving away from um, a propensity to vote for the coalition. Um, and currently, you know, as they're sort of approaching their 30s, their late 20s, they're um, 25.3 percentage points less likely to vote coalition. That's that's quite significant. Um, you don't see that that such soft support across any at any point in the life course for any of the other generations. Right, and and these generational voting patterns. Is this something specific to Australia, or are they found in other countries as well? Um, so you do see that you sort of see a similar pattern in um, in uh, the UK and the US. So there's a data journalist at Financial Times called John Byrne Murdoch, and he does uh, something similar using data from UK elections and US elections to what I do for Australia. 
Uh, and his analysis suggests that boomers um, sort of reached parity with the average voter in their early 60s in the, in the UK um, in terms of their likelihood to vote for the Conservatives. Um, Gen X are currently at parity. They might sort of shift towards the Conservatives as they get older. Um, whereas if you look to the, the US, um, boomers sort of breached parity with the average voter and shifted towards the Republicans um, sort of from around the age of 40. For Gen X, that happened a little bit later in the US. It's sort of their later 40s. So that, that sort of pattern of moving from left to right over the life course um, seems to be something we see um, sort of across the Anglosphere for voters born before 1980. Um, whereas the, as I said, like in Australia, us millennials are sort of not sort of really moving anywhere in particular. Like there sort of seems to be a gradual shift towards the right. Um, Whereas millennials in the US and the UK are a little bit more like Australian Gen Z voters in that they're moving further to the left as they get older. And and I mentioned at the start that this research caused a lot of waves. So why does it matter? Why why is it so important? I think it, it matters because I mean, in as far as the sorts of policies you get from a centre-right government are going to be quite different to the sorts of policies you get from a centre-left government. Um, and the sorts of policies you're going to get from a centre-left government are going to be quite different if the primary party of opposition is a centre-right party than if it is to be a party of the far left. Um, so these, these generational patterns have implications for how often we're going to see centre-right governments, but also um, for the potential that oppositions might not be centre-right into the future. Um, so the way I think about politics is the political fortunes of any political party are kind of driven by the day-to-day -day politics. You know, like what what issues can the, the major parties capitalise on in any given election? But what's sitting behind that are these sort of more structural factors in the background, like generational demography. Um, so what what we have now is two generations whose voting behaviour looks very different to the generations that came before. One generation that's not shifting to the right anytime soon, and one generation that's going in the in the opposite direction. Um, and this has a potential to matter politically because at the next election the sort of notionally pro-coalition generations of the boomers and Gen X, they're going to make up 45.7% of the electorate. Um, whereas millennials and Gen Z are going to make up 48.6% of the electorate. But if the generational demography of the electorate is going to evolve over time the way that the Australian Bureau of Statistics thinks that it's going to, when you get to 2040, boomers and Gen X are going to make up less than one in three voters. Whereas millennials, Gen Z, and the generation that all come into the electorate after Gen Z, they're going to make up 70%. So I think the, the sorts of relationships you see in this AES data, I think, um, can potentially reshape the politics of the, of the nation. And also the policy, because I, mean, I think we're seeing now that a left-wing government is less likely to push very hard progressive policy proposals if they don't think there's a support out there, but having more support bolsters them to be more extreme, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, I think 
you know, how far a centre-left government will go on um, tax increases or, I suppose, not necessarily explicit tax increases, but to, to what extent they're going to allow bracket creep to um, increase taxation. I think if they're up against a, um, a far-left um, opposition, then they, you know, there's really nothing to stop them from doing that. If they're up against a centre-right opposition that has sort of fairly broad support across across the community, then, you know, they, they're going to, they'll be less likely to push that because the consequences could be um, worse for them if they try to. Yeah, of course. That's both fascinating and somewhat terrifying. Thank you, Matt, for alerting us to this possibly dismal future. Uh, it's my pleasure. I have to be working on um, some solutions to, to these problems in the not-too-distant future as well. Hopefully the uh, future isn't as bleak as some of the uh, modelling in my research suggests it could be. We welcome that. Thanks again, Matt. Great to be with you. We'll be back soon explaining what you need to know about the key developments in Australia.